Hey everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the Sunny Go One Piece podcast and part two of two of the introductory episodes. So on this episode, we're going to discuss a few of the drawbacks to One Piece or some of the criticisms that are always thrown out about it. Also, how best to view One Piece, as well as the structure of this particular podcast going forward. So let's just dive right in. So drawbacks. There are a couple. While I'm a huge fan of the series, like a huge fan, I am not blind to its drawbacks and sort of shortfalls as well. So let's talk about those. First of all, is it too long? This is the biggest complaint by far that I hear, and it's a huge barrier to entry. While that is true, at the time of this recording, the manga is on chapter 985, I believe, and the anime is on episode 933. That is a lot. Um, But what I would argue is that if it's entertaining, why would you want it to be short? Uh, The only reason why it's ill-advised to have a story go on for that long is that it gets stale or the scaling of the story gets too unmanageable. But One Piece doesn't run into either of these issues. I've never once thought that One Piece was boring or had grown to be ridiculous even by its own standards. And there are two specific reasons for why it's so good at avoiding these issues despite its length. And they're actually inherently built into the structure of the narrative, which is pretty genius to be honest, because a lot of other long-running manga or anime series can't use this structure. And I'll explain that here. It never becomes stale or boring because the story of One Piece is about Luffy and his crew traveling the world island to island. So this allows Oda to create all sorts of new places and locations in addition to the vast variety of characters that he can introduce which you all fall in love with. And boy, does he go balls to the walls with his creativity when creating new islands and characters. And that also goes with the powers and abilities he introduces for the characters as well. In many other series, American or Japanese, with maybe the exception of Hunter Hunter, the superpowers are all so similar and basic. But One Piece has some of the most unique powers I've ever seen via the devil fruits that are introduced in the series. I can't tell you how many times I've read One Piece and thought to myself, that is the weirdest thing or unique set of powers I've ever seen in my life. Even your standard cliche powers are used or portrayed in crazy unique ways. I mean, just take our main protagonist, Luffy, for example. His powers are to stretch and bounce like rubber. That's pretty self-explanatory. And this isn't a new concept by any means. I mean, for the long time we've had the leader of Marvel's first family all the way back in the 60s, you know, Mr. M- Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four or DC's own Plastic Man or Elongated Man, both with essentially the same powers, but they've always been some of the most boring powers to me because of how basic it's portrayed. But Luffy uses the exact same powers to amazing effect. The sheer unexpected and creative ways Luffy uses his power for attack, defense, comedy, and even to convey characters, quite frankly, unreal. And it's like a stark contrast to, say, Mr. Fantastic, who's, to me personally, and, you know, I don't want to offend any fan of Mr. Fantastic, but Mr. Fantastic's powers have always been kind of boring to me. He's a cool character, but his powers are just boring as hell. And this insane quality 
is applied to almost every single Devil Fruit ability we see in the series. In some cases, the powers themselves are ridiculous and creative. Just to give you a small taste without really spoiling anything, there's a character in this story with a fruit called the Wash Wash Fruit, which is the ability to wash and clean things or people. Which on the surface, you're probably thinking, that's the stupidest ability I've ever heard, and what the hell is that supposed to do? But this power is used by one of the higher ranking military officers and is considered a strong combatant and leader. So so you see what I mean and just absolute crazy. I don't want to go too much more into detail about this character, but just kind of like wrap your head around this wash wash fruit is just absolutely absurd, but it works. While creativity is definitely Oda's strong suit, I do have to mention one place where he really lacks in that department, and it comes to the character designs of his female characters. It's like he only has two types of female characters, like these super thin, gorgeous women, or really big, tanky, unattractive women. Much later on in the series, many of the female characters are relegated to background support or even just plot devices, which is unfortunate. Again, this doesn't become too much of an issue until later. Later on in the series, as well as the fan service gets a little too out of hand for me. Like, don't get me wrong, I like seeing half-naked beautiful women as much as the next guy, but I also like having strong characters that aren't there just for eye candy, which kind of sucks, especially since a lot of them didn't start that way at the beginning of the series. And, you know, this is a small downside, but it has bothered me personally ever since about the halfway point of the series. But I feel this is more subjective than other downsides, you know, some people really like that kind of stuff and it doesn't bother them at all but to me it's always kind of bothered me but this doesn't really become an issue until like you're well into like the 500s you know episodes 500 or so also, another point related to this that I and a few other fans have had problems with is some of the more perverted humor that is integrated into a few characters. That always kind of bothered me personally. I mean, I guess when I was younger, it didn't... Uh, well, no, even back then it bothered me too. I don't want to get into too many spoilers here, and I'll explore these issues more when they actually do appear in the series. But there are some problematic aspects that are played for last, but don't really sit well with me. They're pretty few and far between, and it doesn't really distract from the immense good that One Piece has to offer. But I do feel, in order to be kind of an objective overview of the series and an introduction, I should mention it. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. The other contributing factor to the story never becoming stale is the sheer amount of planning and foreshadowing as well as the callbacks and genuine mystery that is present in One Piece. Because Oda seems to plant seeds for many plot threads and character stories in seemingly crazy ways and the sheer length of the series is actually a beneficial to it because it's so satisfying and genuinely shocking when those moments come back into play sometimes years or decades later. I mean it's crazy because I I've followed the series pretty much in real time since uh, I guess about episode 60 or so. And so I've, I've, I've had to wait years or even decade, a decade to see some of these uh, story beats come to fruition and payoffs. The way I see it, it's not a race. There's no rush to finish or catch up. And I say, start watching it and enjoy the ride. At this point, the act of watching the series has become kind of an allegory for the journey and searching of the One Piece, which is kind of funny. It's not about finding the One Piece, but more so the journey and getting there. So give it a try and I promise it'll be fun and you'll be sucked into one of the most amazing stories you'll ever experience in your life. I guarantee it.
Now, I also want to mention another downside, and the other reason I often see and hear from people of why they're turned off from the series is the animations or the art style. This is a slightly more valid uh, complaint to a certain extent, but only in regards to the anime adaptations specifically. The manga itself is drawn and paced amazingly. It can appear a bit unconventional and weird by normal anime standards, but the paneling, art style, character, and location designs, and the conveying of motion and impact is all top-notch in the manga. However, the anime does cut a lot of corners um, in regards to all this, unfortunately. It relies on many static shots, like flat animation, and often just terrible artwork. Oftentimes, it'll have abysmal detail, out-of-proportion character models, and many times just lazy or absent sense of momentum when it comes to motion or impact, especially during some of the lesser combat scenes. And obviously, this is for you know cost saving and time because this is a weekly series and they have to pump these out pretty quickly so when you see clips of one piece and you're coming from other animes it's striking how weird it can look and sometimes how bad it is and that's not to say it's bad or not worth watching because it's far from unwatchable and i would say more often than not the anime does an adequate to good job when it really counts. And in some of the more impactful moments, they really do shell out the time and money for those. And those moments look incredible or they are done really well. But it's just some of the in-between animations. They like to draw out some of the moments and the pacing just gets terrible, especially about, you know, episodes five or 600 in. So how should you view One Piece? Manga versus anime? That's always a a big question. And surprisingly, it's a complex question to answer. First off, I am and always have been a manga fan. I own all the volumes of One Piece as well as a collection of almost 900 manga comic books in general. Um, So I do really like them. (laughs) I do feel the manga is the purest way to experience the story. It is directly from the author, you know, Eiichiro Oda's vision and his creative choices are reflected in those. It's often much better paced for one because you control the pacing. You can read as fast or slow as you want. Um, But it's also just paneling is just much better. And it has a lot more detail and nuance drawn It has all the authorial intent preserved when it comes to subtleties of the way things are framed and it will do a better job of drawing your eyes and emphasizing more important aspects of the story. Whereas sometimes the anime just kind of has to fit everything into the same frame. You know, everything's in a 16 by 9 or a 4 by 3 box. He also often hides small details too in his drawings that may or may not come back to be important clues later on or foreshadowing moments. Also, he likes to hide little gags and jokes too. Um, and I'll get into that when, when those start popping up in the, in the episode reviews. Now, the case for anime is obviously you get to see everything in full color, full motion with voice acting and music. I've seen the an- entire anime series with the exception of the most recent arc. Um, I've been I'm kind of waiting for that to end before I just binge watch it. The music is actually really good with a full orchestral score most of the time to great effect for many of its most emotional moments and even just like its lighthearted moments as well. Plus, those amazing, sweet, sweet opening theme songs you get as well as the ending themes are all great to listen to and sing along as well. I almost never skip the opening themes to One Piece and I still listen to them to this day. And I may do a ranking episode or an episode ranking all those, but that's another, for another time. The voice acting is the other big advantage of the anime. I can't really speak to the voice acting of the English dub, but I'm never really a fan of dubs. So I'm not really going to talk about that. However, the original Japanese voice actors are nothing short of perfect 
perfection. Oh my gosh, they are so good. The voice acting is just absolutely amazing. I honestly can't imagine anyone aside from Tanaka Mayumi playing Luffy or any of the characters for that matter, especially the main Straw Hat crew members. I think this factor alone is worth watching the anime. So yeah, with the benefits and drawbacks of each one, which one is the best way to experience it? The way I see it, I think the anime is fine until about halfway through the series, till about episode 516. It's easy to watch. The pacing is decent, the animation quality is a bit all over the place, but not terrible. However, beyond 516, the anime gets significantly worse when it comes to pacing and animation, almost to the point where even I have a difficult time watching it because it drags so damn much. But at that point, I personally recommend swapping over and reading it, starting from chapter 600 or so i mean that's totally up to you the anime is still fine and right now it's actually starting to get better so yeah i mean i think both are perfectly fine as is i think if you're going to start off the anime is a good way to to sort of dip your feet in there just because it's way more accessible and speaking of accessibility so where can you find one piece so right now, the anime can be found on Netflix all the way up to episode 130, which is the end of the Alabasta arc. It can also be found on Hulu all the way up to episode 750, which is the end of the Dressrosa arc. And then if you go to Crunchyroll or the Funimation website, these are both simulcasts. So they have up to the most current episodes that are actually aired in Japan and they get released like a couple hours after they air, which is insane to me because back when I was a kid, finding and downloading episodes of One Piece was the hardest freaking thing to do. Yeah, it's pretty funny how easy it is to, to watch One Piece now. As far as reading the manga, you can go to the Viz site, which is the publisher in, in America that uh, distributes One Piece, or you can go to the Shueisha website, which is the publisher in Japan that releases One Piece, and I think both of them actually have the English uh, translations up on each of their sites. I'm not sure, you may have to purchase a subscription to be able to read the entire series, but they have like the first few and the newest few chapters for free, or you can, uh, you can go to your local retailers and buy the actual volumes um those usually cost around like i think 10 to 12 dollars a piece depending on where you get them so yeah how's the podcast going to be formatted so what can you look forward to going forward with this uh, podcast i'm hoping to reflect on the series uh, three anime episodes worth of material at a time but i will be looking at both the anime and manga as well as looking at differences between the two and analyze things with the benefit of hindsight without spoiling anything but i will keep the first part of each episode spoiler free so the people who are watching it for the first time can still listen along as they watch and devote a smaller portion of each each episode at the end to discussions surrounding things regarding um anything with spoilers Along the way, I'll throw in some random episodes where it's ranking lists or movie the movie reviews, uh, special topics. At least, that's where I'm hoping to take this podcast. Who knows? I know there are a lot of podcasts out there in the world, but I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to mine. Whether you're a diehard, lifelong fan like me or someone brand new to the world of One Piece, I welcome you and hope you enjoy this podcast. So hopefully, I'll see you on the next episode where we actually dive into episodes one through three. Bye.